Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. What's up, everybody? This is Sam coming to you with episode six of season two of the Culpeper Chronicles. Your EDC and you. So let's take a trip back on memory lane to 2014 when Facebook groups such as Primary and Secondary and then Lot Fighter had been out on, on actual interwebs for a long time uh, and, and a plethora of other platforms similar. Uh, before Instagram got all the clout that it has now. And let's think back to the early days of pocket dump loadouts. And this is my EDC. And it started off pretty modest. It was uh, a pistol, maybe reload, maybe a flashlight if they were kind of keyed in. And that was about it. And over the course of a couple years, it seems like it went from a very small scale I would say sensible loadout to uh, this monstrosity of I've got 17 mags and a baton and pepper spray and bear spray and a set of flex cuffs and like like it would take an entire picnic table to lay out their, their what they're calling everyday carry and I remember looking at this stuff thinking oh my gosh this dude's carrying all this. well then I need to carry all this too right like because this was some well-known people, a lot of just very misguided, unknown people, but some well-known people were posting these huge loadouts that they were carrying every day, and in the civilian context, and in in this is my plain clothes context. And when you're first getting into all of this, and you're very impressionable, and you don't have the knowledge base to look at it subjectively and say, okay, well this isn't going to work for me. This is silly. Um, you go to mimic that, right? So, like, at one point, I was the guy. And if you're this guy, it's whatever. I'm just saying. Uh, I had an MMP9, which was, like, the first handgun that I that I bought personally. I had had others that were bought for me as, like, gifts from my, my father and stuff. Um, had an MMP9, carried uh, appendix in, inside the waistband. That was, like from the get-go was appendix was was the way to go and i'll still carry appendix i think it's the best option there is uh barring any medical issues but i had a i had a full-size mp9 <clears throat> with a uh tlr1 like one of the earlier tlr1s with like a blazing 300 lumens or whatever it is um two spare mags that i carried outside the waistband in a kydex holster and, and the the aiwb holster was from I don't even know. It was some holster company that Reed Hendricks was promoting at the time. Uh, let's see here. What else was I carrying? I was carrying a flashlight, two spare mags. I had like random medical items that I thought were medical items, but were really more like boo-boo items shoved in my pockets. Um, 
Oh, I had one of the Colonel Blades, uh, BCM, push dagger, punch dagger things that, man, it, it, it's just unreal the stuff that I had bought and carried and didn't carry it well. Like, there was no good way to carry all this stuff. And I would convince myself that I was doing well because all these other people were doing it. I must be able to do it too. So I'm hoping to dissuade some of that. Uh, we need to approach your your everyday carry items realistically and with the mindset of Responder Zero. So Responder Zero um, is not a, a concept that is necessarily new to me, nor is it my concept. This is something that Aaron of ISG talks about and others have talked about similar. Um, and it's just kind of the mindset to have of you are the one there. Okay. Um, it's not you have showed up afterwards. It is if you are a Responder Zero, then you are the first person on scene because you were there when the scene is taking place. That's the kind of stuff that you need to prepare for. So, for instance, last night, I took my family to the local Christmas parade. Uh, last week or the week before, we had a post-Kyle Rittenhouse trial. We had the guy drive through the Christmas parade and, and run over and kill and injure and maim several people. So, I was on guard for that. Did I think it would necessarily happen in, in my little rural town? No. Um, but I'm sure that the people at that parade didn't think so either. So I augmented my, my daily carry a little bit more in that I was carrying more medical items. So for me, um, just as a base, my, my daily carry is a Glock 17. Um, carried AIWB in a V development group, Serif holster. And I mean, that's kind of all I carry on the belt line. As far as pockets go, I've got a uh, ratchet tourniquet. I've got a uh, Surefire EDC L2T and a Leatherman along with my phone. And um, that's kind of all the medical I carry around my house because I've got so much stuff staged everywhere uh, within my home. If I'm leaving the house or going to work, I've usually got a Filster pocket wallet with some of the the micro trauma kit supplies. And uh, that's kind of everything. I'm probably going to pick up another rocker. ankle IFAC just because they're a little bit easier to carry and I can display some stuff to that and save some pocket space but last night I had a jacket on so in said jacket pockets I carried extra medical I carried uh, two extra tourniquets I carried more gauze um, and pressure bandages just in the advent that I had to deal with a increased likelihood of a medical emergency so you have to understand that if you have a realistic base you can scale up to things that are necessary. So instead of starting with the picnic table load of EDC items where you're carrying three handguns, six spare mags, you know, bear spray, pepper spray, all that, um, you can start off with a minimal base. You can start off with a handgun and maybe a spare mag. You can kind of do that and then scale upwards. And I think that's the approach that most need to take, but many don't. They look for uh, the biggest and most, and that's just what they carry uh, right off the bat. And all that's going to lead you to is discomfort and uh, back pain and and problems with printing and maybe even getting made as far as your concealment goes. Uh, other useful, helpful items to carry. So um, at the very base, if you are an armed and prepared citizen and you are willing you are someone who is willing to defend others as well as your own life or your family's life, uh, you have to have a handgun. 
at its base, you have to have a handgun. There are a plethora of options out there. It needs to be a serviceable caliber and a handgun platform that is big enough for you to shoot well, but small enough for you to be able to carry concealed. So for the most part, for me, that's a Glock 17. I'm a really big guy. Uh, I have broad shoulders. I have a big barrel chest. My clothes drape over my waist in a way that allow me to 90% of the time carry a Glock 17 with with ease. I don't have a whole lot of uh, concealment issues and I don't have any, if at all, comfort issues. That doesn't mean that's going to work for you. I've carried up to a Glock 34 with an X300. I've carried various Roland Specials and and similar comped guns with X300s, um, all with an RMR. I've carried really big guns. I've carried a uh, a 4-inch K-frame for a while. Um, I've carried kind of the gambit of, of large handguns because my body would allow it. Now, if I'm in a situation where concealment is a higher priority, I'm, I'm in a, a fairly non-permissive environment, which is kind of a, I don't know, a tongue-in-cheek word anymore because everyone wants to talk about it, but um, in an area that I definitely cannot afford to uh, get made as far as my concealment goes because I really should not have a handgun with me there. I may step down to like a Glock 48, which is the uh, the 19 size frame that's thinner. It's a single stack, basically 19, or even a J frame in the pocket. So as long as you can pick a, a handgun in a caliber that's serviceable, that's going to stop a threat, um, and you can conceal it with ease and shoot it well, then you're doing fine. You don't have to have you know an artillery piece in your pocket. With that, I think that there's also the caveat that some will say a 22 like revolver or a 22 semi-auto um, is the way to go, and it's sever- it's certainly better than nothing. Um, but realistically, it is not going to do you as well as something like a nine millimeter uh, subcompact single stack or something like that. If you simply just cannot uh, carry anything anything larger than that, and or you are someone who has very sensitive hands from arthritis or you're a, a younger, smaller statured person and you just cannot manage the recoil of anything else, by all means carry a 22 because, you know, 6 to 12 bees coming at somebody is better than nothing. So you've got your handgun. You've decided that, that that's what you're going to do. Uh, now you need a holster to carry it in. I've again carried the gambit currently like i said i'm using the vita element group um serif holster it's a solid holster it's probably my favorite holster today i've used tentacore i used uh rcs as far as their eidolon goes i've used all kinds of different things that were subjected to or uh posted by people in like primary and secondary this is the best way to carry a rolling special all that i've done it all i've carried with minimalist holsters like the uh the Raven VG3, which is just, you know, wraps around the X300. Uh, I've done all that. But with that being said, so far, the Seraph is the best ticket for me. I hear a lot of good things about the Filster Enigma. If you're someone who doesn't wear a belt or it's easier for you not to wear a belt and you still need to carry a, a full-size handgun, uh, AIWB, uh, the Filster Enigma may be something that you need to look into. Um, as far as belts go, that's kind of, again, there's a lot of options out there. Currently, I'm using a Mean Gene Leatherworks Aegis belt, or their Victory Aegis belt. 
and I love it. I'm a big fan of leather. Um, mean Gene does. If you can think of something like the Aries develop or the uh, Aries Group uh, Aegis belt, and then just make it leather. That's that's what the, the Mean Gene belt is that I'm using now. I've used their shooter belts in the past before. It's more of a traditional uh, tongue and buckle top belt. I, I appreciate having uh, fine tune of adjustment as the day goes my weight fluctuates like everyone else's uh or layers change or things like that being able to fine tune it with the uh the aegis buckle is just really handy um if i'm not using that like for some reason i want to drop back to a nylon belt i use again v development groups their uh majorne belt it's a aiwb specific belt which is uh just thin nylon and then um the area from the buckle to about your your side so if you were carrying it on your right side it'd be from 12 to 3 if you're carrying it on your left side it'd be from 12 to 9 is reinforced with it with extra webbing and stiffened and it really does an excellent excellent job for AIWB it was it's probably the most comfortable AIWB carry setup I've ever used was their holster in their belt um, for me though the thinner nylon uh, or the thinner webbing that they used for the rest of the belt was uh, causing issues with carrying pouches and things, and uh, I needed to change it up. And honestly, I just I, in the end like leather, so I just went back to a leather belt. Um, outside of that, you have you know your ballistic nylon rigger belts and your super stiff um, barrel band of belts that are out there. In my opinion, if you're carrying appendix, you don't need a super stiff belt. Um, you need a belt that you can tighten to your body and you're better off that way than having like a metal band wrapped around your waist with a gun stuck in it. It's going to allow you to move better. It's going to be a lot more comfortable. You're going to lead to less uh, back pain in the future. Uh, trust me, anyone who's carried AIWB for a long time is going to tell you that if you are using really stiff belts, you're going to have lower back pain. It's just because of the nature of the beast, especially if you sit a lot, it's, it's just going to happen. Um, so that's kind of your, your base. Outside of that, what you need is uh, a handheld lot. You can you can rock a weapon mount a lot if you want to, but a handheld lot's a absolute uh, must-have. It's mandatory. You can rock bear spray, or not bear spray, but pepper spray if you want to. Uh, Saber Red, I've got a bunch of Saber Red, and depending on what I'm doing and where I'm going, as far as uh, situations fluctuate, I'll toss one of those in my pocket if I need it, or if I feel I need it. Um, you need some type of pocket knife in my opinion if you can get by with it if your state allows it or your area allows it and for me a leatherman does extremely well i've got the uh, free pk4 or pt4 or something like that and that's probably the best thing that i've ever invested money into it, it is I, i've always hated the idea of leathermans but this has been just amazing it's probably the best move i've made in a long time uh and it's not as obvious or standoutish as like a big pocket clip on a big knife that when you pull it out the first thing it does is you know launch the blade out of the handle and everybody looks at you like you're some ninja and it just draws a lot of attention uh last and certainly not least is medical so at a minimum you should be carrying a tourniquet in my opinion uh tourniquets are really harped on they're really focused on uh they i have only had to apply one on one person i've never had to apply one on myself um, I have used gauze and bandages a ton more. So, um, as far as what you can carry on your person, a tourniquet is just easy. It's easy to slip one in your pocket. 
or if you have like an uh, ankle eye pack, it's easy to have one on there. But you really should back it up with some quality uh, gauze and pressure bandages and things like that. If you have the ability to, a chest seal is perfectly fine to carry as well. Keep in mind, these are really things that would be used more on you as opposed to using them on someone else. Uh, this is why it's on your body. However, understand that if the situation arises and you need to treat someone, you have the ability to, as long as you have the knowledge and capability to, uh, you have the supplies to do so. So, um, let's see here. You, that's kind of it. You can fluctuate things like fixed blades. Um, if that's something you want to carry, if you found a good way to carry it, I've got a couple that I, I, I switch between. I've yet to find just a really good way that works extremely well for me to carry them. And I hate that because I really like the idea of having the extra tool, um, especially on my offhand side in case I need to defend myself while, while keeping someone off of me. Uh, I, I see a lot of value in them. However, anymore, it's usually some type of utility blade that can double as a defensive tool. So um, I've got a Winkler Skinner that uh, I will carry, especially around the house, because it's a, it's a relatively full-size fixed blade that uh, does better cutting jobs than something like my Leatherman would do and I can still use it to defend myself if I need to. I just have yet to find a really good way to carry that concealed just with my body and the way things are that's still comfortable. I'm still playing with it. I'll figure something out eventually. I just haven't gotten there. So, um, all that being said, I don't think there's a whole lot that I didn't cover. I'm sure that there's things that I missed. There's people that sit around and just agonize over having everything color matching and I've got this purple skull to match this purple holster to match this neon green lanyard and all this other nonsense uh, at the very least what you need is uh, a quality mindset you need knowledge which is training um, and in my opinion you need those two things at, at the very first you need the mindset or the basis of mindset to understand what you're doing and why you're carrying these things and understand that you are not putting this on like Superman's cape and it's not a talisman to ward off evil spirits um, understand the why that you're doing it understand the negative and positive outcomes that can come from having these items uh, understand what risks you're willing to take and what level of uh, escalation you're willing to go to if you're not, if you're someone who's not if you can't sit there and say okay I am willing and able to lose my life in the defense of others because I have this tool because I'm rushing to the sound of gunfire because I'm doing these things uh, don't don't mess with it in the first place uh, a lot of people say that's the wrong mindset to have you should you should just know you should always have hanging every every citizen should have hanging if you are not personally able to sit there and say I am willing to take someone's life and potentially lose my own to defend what is mine as far as my family and those around me that just don't just don't you you are you are then a liability as opposed to an asset and I, and that's going to be harsh and there's going to be people that don't like that but it's just the truth um if you have quality mindset develop a quality knowledge base um via training uh there there are plenty of options i i plan to have on some of the local people around me uh like like y'all know, I'm based in Arkansas. There's some local people around me who put on some quality training. that, all, And we've had a ton of uh, outside-of-state instructors come in that I've had 
the luxury and, and pleasure of training with, and I'll, I'll, I'll broach that in a later time. Um, you can, you can buy handgun, but, and we're talking handguns cause we're talking concealed carry cause we're talking about the ease of, of access from a handgun. Um, you can buy a handgun, you can keep it in the box, you can keep it in the safe. You don't have to carry it until you get that knowledge base. I would much rather you buy it and put it away and take several training classes before you're comfortable and competent to have the handgun than buy it and stick it in a holster and stick it in your pants and walk around Walmart where I am around and you have a handgun and you've never fired it, you have no idea how to use it, you have no idea to, to deploy it in a, a martial sense, and now I have to not only deal with the potential of an outside threat, but I have to deal with you being a liability and shooting me while I'm trying to take care of the legitimate threat in the room. So I would much rather you do that. You don't Just because you have a handgun does not mean you're obligated to carry it. Um, take the time, get the knowledge base, get comfortable with it, get competent with it. Learn what you truly need build off of that base and then develop your own personal everyday carry and understand what you have understand how to use what you have understand how to instruct others to use what you have in case someone has to render aid to you with your medical items Uh, get that knowledge base get all that going quit worrying about what I carry or what anyone else on Instagram carries focus on yourself focus on what's realistic for you and then carry on uh, because the last thing you need to do is go out mimicking someone and in turn cause more problems and harm to yourself and others so anyways guys that's been everyday carrying you i hope you enjoyed it as always god be with you and your families take it easy